Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Angela. Hi. She's producing today. Ghost riding the whip without Shar. We'll yep. see how we do. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can find all our episodes, social media handles, and more. And guess what? We are streaming on a brand new station called BFF FM. Woo! We are so excited to be a part of their family. It's a women-owned and run station in San Francisco. And I think we're sort of the first like talk podcast, bitch talk podcast it's, <laughs> on their lineup. We're definitely maybe the first bitches, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> Who claim it. Um, but if you want to find us over there, we're on every Monday morning for your morning drive time commute from 5.30 a.m. to 6 a.m. So please check us out there, bff.com. FM. All right, let's get into it. Uh, We are still revisiting Sundance because we have a shit ton of episodes for you. And also because we're still celebrating Women's History Month, if you can believe it. And this is the last week and this uh, we're coming upon two of our favorite interviews. This one is Maiden uh, with uh, Tracy Edwards, director Alex Holmes, and producer Victoria Gregory. And it was one of our favorite films, let's be honest. Yeah. I think that um, one thing that we were saying about a lot of the films that we watched was uh, that they were, a lot of them were down, like made you feel, made you feel. uh, Made me cry. Not so happy. Is what you're saying. Yeah, which (laughs) is totally fair. I understand. We're living in trying times and it's very easy to make a film that <laughs> yeah. deals with it. And this one, we we watched it and it just it just made you feel good. It was empowering. Of course, there was a lot of struggle. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just one of the one of the few that that didn't make you cry too much out of sadness. Right. And and just to <laughs> but give I you definitely a little, cried, okay. teared Sorry. up a little bit out of just being really happy. Yes, and proud. Yeah. Of being a woman, goddammit. But also, um, quickly, just to give you context to what Maiden's about, it's Maiden is the story of how Tracy Edwards, who you'll hear from, a 24-year-old cook in charter boats, became the skipper of the first ever all-female crew to enter the Whitbread round the world in 1989. We were young then, I yeah, would say. I mean, and I, I never heard of this in my life, which yeah, makes was, me sad. I was... Busy being useless at that point <laughs> in 89. <laughs> so thank you, Tracy. We were so excited to meet her, and yeah. we actually tried to sneak into their uh, party. Into I, their... I don't know if it's sneaking. I mean, we were sort of invited. We were we kind just, of invited. We just couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up at a different party, which was fine. But we tried to go to your party, guys. Yeah, we tried. But um, <laughs> but we hope you uh, enjoy this interview. And it looks like, I'm looking at the website now, Maiden's going to open at the end of June this year. So I would love to see it on a big screen, personally. I watched it on a laptop. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I think um, it's really meant to be on a big screen. So please... Please, please support Maiden when it comes out in uh, summer of this year and enjoy our interview with Alex, Tracy, and Victoria. You're listening to the Festival Daily Buzz with Bitch Talk Podcast. My name is John Wildman here with the Bitch Talk co-hosts Aaron Lim and Angela Tabora. On this segment, we're going to talk about the film Maiden. We have with us the director of the film, Alex Holmes, producer Victoria Gregory, and the subject of the film, Tracy Edwards. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, we're going to start this off. Uh, Alex, uh, introduce our viewers to or our listeners to the film. 
Well, this is the uh, incredible and inspiring story of how Tracy, uh, uh, who was uh, someone who had had a difficult teenage years and uh, who'd left school before taking any exams, and I say that with her sitting right next to me looking rather embarrassed, <laughs> Out of love. but it's the truth, how she had a, a, a dream to enter the Round the World Yacht Race. Um, uh, the only way she could get a spot on a boat was as a cook, uh, so she did the first race in 1985. Um, had uh, an amazing experience, but a limited experience because basically she was kept below decks. Uh, she was with a crew of 17 men and she finished that race and thought, actually, I'd love to do that again, but this time with a crew of all women. She thought that was a fairly straightforward proposition. She, <laughs> she was about to find otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and she faced the most incredible barrage of chauvinism. Uh, mm. uh, people saying that there was no way these women would be capable of doing it physically, mentally, emotionally. Um, but Tracy believed in herself and she believed in the crew that she put together. Uh, and uh, by putting in extreme effort and, and huge sacrifices, she managed to get a boat together and get it to the start line. They took part in the race uh, and to everybody's expectation, uh, exceeded everybody's expectations. Uh, and it's the story of how that race unfolded and how it uh, transformed uh, the place of women in sailing, but also how it transformed Tracy and the rest of the crew. Yes, we that were. Good. Yeah, that was. I know. I think we can end it there. That was just perfect. Um, no, we were. Uh, especially Aaron and I were just so moved by this film. At one point, I was standing up screaming and cheering. Um, I love how you described that you had a team of misfits and nomads. Uh, we were at a, a women's panel a few days ago, and um, I think it was Kira Sedgwick said, "I'd rather have a team that's maybe a little bit green, but they're going to be so passionate and and they're going to have so much to prove, and they're going to be so dedicated." And I think one part of the film that proves that is when Joe, one of your crew members, breaks her wrist mm -hmm. and she comes back and meets you at the next leg. Yeah. Like, can you talk about your team and just how dedicated they were and, and how you just kind of picked them. Someone said a good joke at a bar and you're like, oh, you should be on my crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd love to say it was better planned than that, but it really wasn't. <laughs> um, I guess I was very instinctive about the, the team that I picked. I mean, obviously, I, I knew they were great sailors and each of them had a skill that um, we could improve on in some cases and uh, some of them you know, went and did a bit more work and learning. Um, but at the end of the day, it was characters because I had just sailed around the world with 17 men. That was a long <laughs> nine months, I can tell you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, um, and um, understanding the, the frictions that can happen at sea. I mean, I think women are a lot easier anyway, but... Um, you know, you still have to have the right characters. And, and what we ended up with was this great team of very diverse characters. And we all ended up playing off one another. And, you know, we had Sal the Joker, who was always joking. <laughs> and she was always coming up with the one-liners, um, as she does in the film. And Joe, who's very caring, who did all the filming, you know. And you can really see that side of her. when. I've looked at some of the shots which I didn't know existed and I've, I've thought of her behind the camera filming someone in a moment of silence or in a moment of thought or, in my case, a moment of... <laughs> and, um, you know, I've really probably... Um, I think what Alex has done really well is he's really highlighted who's, who these characters were. And I think what's really interesting about what you've just said about as well is about being green because I was the only one who sailed around the world. Mm -hmm. And so we did have this quite green team, but it ended up being to our advantage because we had no preconceived ideas. You know, there was no one on the boat going, oh, we, we don't do it like, like that, that. Mm -hmm. you know, and that dreadful phrase. We were like, well, how, we're not as strong as the guys. How do we do this? Mm -hmm. How do we make that work? Mm -hmm. Well, let's try this. Oh no, let's, let's do that. You know, and 
so it was a complete collaboration. Um, not to say that when you go to see I Do Become a Dictator because I have to be, and because you need a skipper that's mm-hmm. going to, you know, that people will know that they can listen to and I'm going to tell decisions. them what to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. excellently. They don't, want their, they don't want you to ask their opinion when you're in a storm. You know, they're like, doesn't right. she know what to do? Right. Oh, my goodness. Maybe so, it yeah. helped that you, you knew not to, you, you may have been more afraid <laughs> had, you, had you had more experience because it was frightening at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I knew what was coming, but no one else did. I mean, there were moments in the Southern Ocean where a couple of people looked at me and went, mm, yeah, you didn't tell us about this bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said it was a little bit cold and the waves were a little bit high. Not this, you know. <laughs> oh, did I not mention that? No, oh, well, you know. So, um, but we just, it was a, a growing experience. You know, we started off, um, yeah, not really knowing what we were doing, but we ended up at the end of the race, um, you know, a pretty um, a tight-knit team who could have, probably gone on and done anything we wanted well i think actually at the, at the end of the the race it's one, interesting one of the things that you said when we interviewed you was that um you know in in the last stages of the, the race there was almost no need to speak yeah uh, mm-hmm. because you just knew each other mm-hmm. so well by that stage you were just so tuned into each other and the the boat was sailing and the, the operation of the boat was so smooth uh, and i think that really comes across in the footage um uh, it's really revealing just how 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 you had bonded together as a as a crew and i think that's that's one of the things that's very satisfying about this film seeing those relationships develop yeah i think also in guys boats there's probably a lot of shouting sorry I sounded I'm being really sexist here I don't mean to be but we are just different we're just different the way we, that, we, that we are um, so I remember one of the guys saying to me at one of the stopovers oh you girls not speaking then at the start I'm not speaking right went, yeah we're speaking what, what are you and he said well your boat's completely quiet I went just because we don't yell at each other all the time <laughs> mean to say we're annoyed with each other <laughs> um, I want to touch upon the fact about uh, the word feminist and that um, in this film, you know, I read the description and I'm watching and I'm like, man, she's a badass feminist. <laughs> and then you say in the film, I'm not a feminist. And then that changes. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, when I grew up in the 70s in the UK, feminism was a, not a great word. It's I a mean, bad word. various forces mm-hmm. had turned it into a bad word mm-hmm. and uh, they'd taken ownership of it and they'd taken it away from women. They'd made it into a horrible word that we didn't want ownership of. And it had, um, I think, taken the wind out of our sails. I'm sorry, excuse the pun. <laughs> sorry. Um, but um, I felt that what we, what I, I mean, I was young and I didn't know what I was saying. I wasn't political. I, you know, I didn't even know I had a battle on my hands. I was just at the beginning of this journey. And I'm a feminist. No, goodness, no, God, don't put me in that uh, category. But it was that discovery that um, feminism is not a bad word. Feminism means equality and fairness. And that was what we were doing so bit by bit and I think we were all like this you know we we're all very nervous of, of this word mm-hmm. whereas I think towards the end we'd taken ownership of it you know and I look at my daughter's generation and they look mm-hmm. at feminism as a completely different thing as a powerful positive mm-hmm. as men do now you know you mm-hmm. see men wearing the t- this is what a feminist looks like right. and you've got mm-hmm. men on the women's march mm-hmm. and you know this is a, an amazing change I think that's happening and it's all positive. And uh, for Alex and Victoria, can you both talk about how you first heard about this story, how you connected, and, and why you thought this was something that you really wanted to be a part of? We can start with... Well, so, so, so I encountered Tracy. Uh, I can remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, the uh, evening my daughter left her elementary school, age 11, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, to their great credit, the school had fixed up uh, a guest speaker to come and talk to the students who were moving on. 
and uh, that guest speaker was Tracy. And, wow, uh, your daughter's very lucky. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> she is. She is. But so am I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through her, so am I. Because uh, Tracy told the story, and it was gripping from the first time I heard it. And it was also obvious to me that Tracy was a remarkable character. The way that she engaged uh, these eleven-year-old uh, kids and had them on the edge of their seat, and I was on the edge of my seat too. I thought this is a fantastic story, and that I would love to tell it in a film. I assumed that because most of the story happens at sea in the middle of nowhere a long way from land that mm -hmm. we would have to kind of recreate it in a drama yeah. um, but then when I spoke to Tracy uh, the next day she said well you know yeah it's, I'm surprised uh, it hasn't really been done because we had a camera on board oh, the whole way around mine of <laughs> yeah. yeah it's and, incredible and uh, that was music to my ears because yeah. my uh, you know I started out as a documentarian and it's my first love so the chance to make a documentary about this was just a, a gift um, and uh, you know then we had to go about finding the footage uh, which was a story in itself Victoria yeah yeah, yeah. so we well you kind of said to me oh come and meet Tracy um, and yeah just a, a amazing meeting and it's like we have to make this film it's just one of those stories that I have a seven-year-old daughter as well and it's like I believe like you're saying with feminism it was a dirty word but I don't mm -hmm. think it is now and it's like where we go from here and what this film can encourage everybody to do but it was a journey of discovery and things that Tracy had never seen so we got material that you'd had in your loft and yeah. stored away from your mum and it's just this kind of treasure trove of, of material that we had to go through. Well, well, I'm glad you brought up Tracy's mom because this is uh, she has some of the best one-liners. I, I want to say um, she's talking she about how, how proud of you she is, and she says, "I can't believe a little horror grew up to do this." And I'm like, oh my god, I love you. That's, That's what your so... parents say about you. No. <laughs> okay, I can relate, maybe. But anyway. That's beside the point, you know, brought tears to my eyes. Uh, so that's just, I love this relationship that you have with your mother and that, and that you know, and, and so it was just more than on one level of for all women, but it even, your relationship with your mother grew. From it was so well. special. Um, we'd been through a very tough time, my mother and I, and uh, I, at one, I mean, when I left home um, at the age of, you know, just, just turned 16, um, I can't believe she let me go. <laughs> but um, I think she thought, Either, Can you imagine I would her either... actually trying to stop you? Can you imagine what that would be like? <laughs> yeah. you know, That's so true. But then I think of letting my daughter go <laughs> exactly, anywhere, yeah. anywhere at the age of 16. Like, you know, um, but I think she knew instinctively that I had to get out of there and that my only chance of any sort of life was not there. And she had to get me away. And she couldn't go, but I could. And But what I did was I hated her for a number of years and I blamed her for my stepfather. Um, but then I didn't ever tell her about my stepfather, so how could she know? But I expected her on some level to understand. She's supposed to read your mind. Absolutely, she was supposed to be telepathic and I completely blamed her for that. So we went through a time where, I mean, I didn't call, I didn't write for years. She must have been wondering. And now, of course, I'm a mum. I know, God, exactly how that feels. Um, and for years, I never got in touch. And then it was really the Whitbread, doing the H586 Whitbread, that brought us back together again, because before I went um, around the world with the guys, I again asked her, you know, sort of, uh, of her opinion before we did Maiden. And that's when we realised that, you know, we'd kind of gone beyond mother and daughter and we were... We were going to become friends mm -hmm. and we could leave that horrible bit behind us and it, we never really talked about it because didn't need to mm -hmm. she'd left him and you know and, and when I moved to Hamble to do Maiden she moved to Hamble with me mm -hmm. and I think most people think your mother moved no, with you oh, isn't that a bit weird <laughs> but it wasn't it was brilliant because she was just up the road and when I needed those moments of going to say you know I don't think I can do this and I don't what am I doing and you know she was right there but 
wow, she was just so amazingly strong. I mean, she was my role model, and then, but her mother was her role model, so some pretty strong women in our family. Cheers to that. <laughs> yes, a, a film featuring a very strong woman for very strong women. The film is Maiden, and we've had the director, Alex Holmes, producer, Victoria Gregory here, and of course, we've had Tracy Edwards here. Thank you all for being on the show. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with them as much as we did back at Sundance. And one thing uh, that I'd like to mention is that Tracy Edwards' uh, daughter was there filming everything, which mm. I thought was really was cute. so cute. Yeah. Um, and did, was it just me? She hasn't aged one bit. Oh, she looks great. I think being a badass keeps you young. Yeah. It's a secret to, to youth. Yeah. And I'm just so excited and so happy that we're ending Women's Month with a fucking bang. I mean. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> bang. Yeah, so check out Maiden when it opens later this summer. Check us out at bitchtalkpodcast.com and also BFFFM. Duh. Morning radio, bitches. <laughs> really excited. And uh, we'll see you for episode 337 with someone named Kira Sedgwick. I don't know if you know who that is. If she, you don't, Google it. She looked familiar. She, I yeah. Know. I, I put my finger on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure exactly who she is, but uh, we look forward to sharing that with you. So until then, bitch, please. Bitch, please.